Welcome to episode number 168 of the Towel Light Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And before we get into the news, Chris, what have you been up to, man? What are you geeking uh, out no. about right now? <laughs> There's so much geeking out going on, uh, you know, with, with being locked inside. It's <laughs> like no other time to get caught up on everything, everything from video games, comic books, all of the above, my friend, you know. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course. And I'm watching lots of Pokemon. So, just, it's, it's a, it, you know, I always say it's a, it is a good time to be alive when you can entertain yourself for countless hours. You're p- watching Pokemon or playing Pokemon? I'm playing Pokemon. I haven't okay. started watching it. That's, okay. that's next. Um, I've been playing as much Go as I can and, and Sword. Okay. Oh boy. All right. I I didn't buy those yet because I knew I'd get sucked in, even though I've never really played Pokemon before. To just buy one. You don't have to buy both unless you want all the Pokemon. I heard you have to catch them. Collect them all. You do exactly. You have to catch them all. Um. All right. Well, I've been. What have I been doing, man? Watching. WWE Divas. I'm on season Ooh. five. I got into that show because of Chris Seaver over at uh, It Crap from the 80s. Was like, hey, I know you like trashy reality TV and you used to like wrestling, so <laughs> I'm addicted now. Um, and then, you know, we've been, do- you know, podcasting a lot more. Uh, those geeks, you know, are one of our podcasts that was on Don't Forget a Towel. Um, still best friends with those guys, so we've been podcasting a lot more because we can. Hopefully, we get to keep it going, you know, uh, with this Skype action. And then, um, you know, we're going to talk about it later, but Clone Wars and all that stuff, like, you know, we'll have a Star Warriors coming up in the next few weeks, too, uh, to talk about how it all came together, how it all ended. But yeah, you know, like you said, comics, movies, video games, Animal Crossing has taken up both of our lives yep. <laughs> in the fighting. most adorable way. <laughs> um, so, anywho, uh, let's talk top of the thing. You know, a few more events got canceled. Um, the biggest one of all uh, was San Diego Comic-Con. Um, they were on the fence. I think we talked about it last week. Uh, but yeah, they did decide to call it a day with that and it's not postponed. It's just a straight up gone until maybe next year. And, you know, I, we don't have it written on here, but even Disney world and Disneyland, I think they said they're going to be done through the rest of the year closed, which is crazy. So, um, you know, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, they're making the right choice, um, you know, so, I mean, you got to kind of just scrap it and, and move on and hope for the best down the road, you know, and at this point, it's so much unknown. Yeah, exactly. Um, this week, we're recording this on the 26th, but earlier this week, uh, we did have Alien Day um, in celebration of that, you know. <laughs> It's today, my friend. It's today. Oh, today. 426. It Jeez. It is. 
alien days today. Hi. Today's like May. This is like April ninety first or something like that. I'm not even sure. March ninety seventh. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, anymore. that's the uh, problem. <laughs> <laughs> what day? Oh, all right. Well, I'll have to post something on the on the socials. Um, <laughs> So happy Alien Day for anyone who's listening. Well, you're not listening at this time, so it doesn't really matter. It happened. No. Hope you had fun. <laughs> yeah. Hope you got some swag as usual. Is it out? And Do you know, I even know. Yeah, some uh, some companies like Mondo, Super Seven, a few of them have put out some cool stuff for for today. Uh, so all that's on sale. Um, and hopefully, you're watching your favorite Alien flick. There you go. Alien blot blackout is free for Alien Day. Really? So it says, um, isn't that that's the mobile one, right? I think so. Yeah, that was the it, one where we like, yeah. that was the one where we said, you know what? Let's wait for it to be free, and I'm gonna download it now. All right, so. <laughs> and then uh, Wizard World has been. Um, doing more events. Uh, they've literally just shifted completely to doing virtual events. Um, Chris just posted about one where you could do a Q&A with the boys um, from that uh, Amazon show. So this may be the way um, for a while. You know what I mean? For, for a good long while. And for some people, this might just be it. You know, they might just say, hey, we're just going to do these virtual things. I think it was, what, 80 bucks? And it was that 20-minute Q&A? Yeah, so it's kind of neat because there, there's, like, the free segment where you can just watch yeah. the general one. Or you can get you can buy tickets and have, like, FaceTime with different people uh, from the shows. There's, like, there's one, the ones that are coming up are, like, Grimm and the boys, like you said. So you can like you can arrange time to talk to whoever's whoever the stars are that are participating, and then you can pay also for like you know the signed autograph stuff. So there, there's like a free aspect, and then there's the premium one as well. Yeah. So honestly, I think that's the way to do it. You know, I think that it would be um, in much better financial interest for these companies where just take an hour. You know what I mean? And get, like, your cast of Arrow. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's... Like, yeah, you're still going to make your tons of money when you're you're there live. But this, to me, I think is a is a win-win for everybody. As in, I don't know. Hopefully they continue it because I think it's cool. And it would, for someone like me, sure, fine. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> 80 bucks, meet everybody from, like, Back to the Future. Like, whatever. Yeah, and you know what? There's so many people that can't get to these big cons you know from maybe like inside the states or whatever yep. so you know don't have the money to do it so it, it is uh, to have the full trip with like hotel and 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 con costs and stuff but this is like opens it up to everybody which is which is pretty cool yeah and i think like we were talking about celebration which will be what next year or no sometimes it's in august i mean yeah. it's not gonna happen so um, and because this is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, so this would have been a big celebration, um, which isn't going to happen. I don't know if they'll do. Read Pop hasn't done anything virtually to the best of our knowledge yet, so I don't know. 
Yeah. Not that I know of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll have to stay tuned for that. They got to announce that at some Soon. point. Soon, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get back into our normal uh, news here with Marvel TV movie news. Uh, first things first, Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange 2, it is official. Um, I'm pumped. That's it. <laughs> Can't think of anyone better, you know? He's already worked for Marvel before, not Disney, but Marvel before. He's already directed some of the most seminal uh, superhero movies of our time, and... Yeah, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, those Spider-Man, the first two Spider-Man movies are, are so good. Um, and really in that early stage of comic book movies. And we've always been Sam Raimi fans growing up. And I think he's just the per- perfect fit for this, uh, especially with his, you know, his horror experience and, and, and all of that. So it's very exciting. Um, and I, like, like you said, just it's, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, they're in pre-production. Who knows when they're going to start filming? <laughs> but he signed on, and, and that's exciting. So for now, though, um, speaking of which, let's just kind of go through these um, date changes because there's a lot of them. So Doctor Strange uh, and... Love and Thunder, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, they just got moved um, to November 5th and March 25th. Sorry, November 5th next year, March 25th, 2022, respectively. Uh, this is too much. This is all over. Let me, let me read it because I you didn't read it, it down. So, okay. so Doctor Strange sequel was originally in November of 2021. Now it's been moved to March 25th of 2022. Okay. Love and Thunder um, was... For, in February of 2022 has actually been bumped up a week. This has all been shifted because um, of the new Spider-Man, uh, the new Spider-Man movie, the third Spider-Man movie. They've been trying to figure out where they're going to place that uh, after, you know, Black Widow got bumped up. Eternals is getting bumped up. So this is all, this is all changing on basically a weekly basis. So um, I'm sure that these may change again, depending on how everything does work out with what's going on. But, you know, just to just be aware of that's all changing. Um, and then the Sony side, uh, Into the Spider-Verse sequel will now be going out in October of 2022. Um, and then, and like I just said, the finale of the Homecoming trilogy uh, will be coming out in November of 2021. So we're seeing massive shifts into the next year with all of these movies. Um and then there was like rumors that like oh we're gonna we're still gonna be shooting Spider-Man in the summer. I read that this past week. Uh, that hasn't been changed at all. So we'll see. We'll really see what happens. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that really stands out to me is like into the Spider-Verse. I guess I assumed that you could just do all that remotely. You know, when Warren Ellis came out and said that like Castlevania season four is just fine. You know, the, the coronavirus hasn't affected it. I assumed animation-wise doesn't change much other than maybe the actors not coming into the booth. But I don't know. I I don't know either. I, maybe it has to do with, you know, competing against other movies, um, the theaters actually being open, and, you know, it's just like it's so many factors at this point. Right. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, and then yeah, you know, over at Sony, let there be carnage, Venom Two, which we didn't know the name before this week. Let there be carnage. Um, so that's cool. And then that gets pushed to 2021, and maybe as a result of all these shiftings, Tom Holland maybe he shows up. I don't know. There's heavy rumors out there that he's involved more more than just speculating ones that I've seen. You know, in the past, there's there's been some some heavy-handed ones out there. So, I, you know what? At this point, it would make a lot of sense for him to show up. If he didn't show up, I, I, I'm, I'm getting more and more confused. So, with what their ultimate plan is. They don't have one. You know this. It's Sony still. <laughs> um, all right. And then let's go to Marvel. Has canceled its deal with the Punisher and Hellstrom showrunners. This just was kind of weird news to me out of left field because, A, I, I didn't think Punisher was even a thing anymore because that whole deal is gone. And then Hellstrom, I guess it is going to wrap up uh, post-production for this season coming to Hulu. But you would assume after that it's done. So am I even going to watch it? I have a hard time getting into shows that last only one season, you know, knowing that it's only going to be a one-season show. Obviously, like me and everyone else in the world, Firefly remains one of the greatest one-season shows of all time. <laughs> yeah, but such a different time where it's like you watched it and then it was over. We didn't know ahead of time. But you didn't it know. Being, yeah. Right? It, and then you get more pissed off. I, think. I don't know. This, I think, is like these guys worked on The Punisher and then they were hired to work on Hellstrom. And then that whole universe fell apart anyhow. So I would just be, I would be getting off. I'd be done with them anyhow at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. you know, you guys decide what you're doing with your Marvel TV. You need us, call us. <sighs> well, don't call us. We'll forward you on because we're over at Disney Plus. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> we got a little news on the She-Hulk Disney Plus series. Um, we've got a, a summary uh, so Jennifer Walters receives an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin Bruce Banner and acquires a milder version of the Hulk condition. As such, Walters becomes a large, powerful, green-hued version of herself while still largely retaining her personality. In particular, she retains her intelligence and emotional control, although like Hulk, she still becomes stronger if enraged. So that's the comic. <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I got I got a couple of things. I mean, I think that She Hulk will work very well for TV, um, but I'm also having a lot of issues with. I'm not a big fan of the writer. Um, always these things that are being said online, but like just these, I don't know. I I'm not super excited for this show, but I think it'll work. What um what has the writer done? Um, she was involved with, I'll look it up if you want to move okay. on, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. And then finally over in Marvel TV news, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s final season starts next month on 527. Uh, Sosa, uh, Enver Gokaj from Agent Carter will cameo this season. So, you know, it's all connected. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a big time travel element, I guess. Um, I read a little synopsis where they have to go back and save Hydra, stuff like that. So it's just like, all right, 
let's finish this up and get on with D plus. <laughs> I'll probably watch the the series finale just to see how it all comes together. If it matters, unless it sucks. If I hear it sucks, I won't watch it. <laughs> I'm like two seasons behind on that show, so hey. it's just. It, I mean, it's it was okay, but like we've always said, it's just like, like you built a you built up this whole connected thing, and um, and then you kind of just like went back on it. So it was always kind of like this disconnect, um, and how it didn't. I don't know. I just they could have always shown up in the movies, you know, but they didn't. Yeah, exactly. Always, been our, always been our always been our arguments, um, but. Well, let's jump over across the pond over to DC TV movie news. Um, continuing on with the uh, pushback, Batman has been pushed uh, to 10 1 21, and then The Flash is bumped to June 3rd, 2022, and Shazam is pushed back to November 2022. Still no word if Wonder Woman, I mean, right now it still says it's coming out in August. I doubt it. I really doubt it at, at this point in how things are going along. So, but uh, any of these things jump out at you? Not really. I mean, we're talking about the Batman's been in production, so I mean that, that just makes sense if you're going to move your whole calendar. The other two, who knows what's going on with them? You know, I mean, I have more faith that Shazam Two is going to happen. Um, we and the Flash movie has just been in such turmoil. Who knows? Who knows at this point with DC movies? Uh, I don't want to hear more about the Black Adam movie. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, maybe next year. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows when we'll hear about that? Um, and then this is this is good news. Justice League Dark series coming to HBO Max from JJ's uh, Bad Robot. We talked about it a while ago, how he signed that exclusive deal with HBO Max um, in doing DC stuff. So he's doing Warner Brothers stuff, he's doing DC stuff, and Justice League Dark, uh, which is something that's been rumored forever at this point. Guillermo del Toro was attached, and then it just kind of floated. So what do you what do you take on this? I think it's, I think it's really interesting, but how do you play it? You know, you have um, you had Swamp Thing. Do you use the same actor and same look? You have a John Constantine out there that everybody basically likes. You you change that. Do you use Matt Ryan? You know, I I don't know. It's just Justice League Dark is something that I've really wanted to see for a long time, um, and you know, it's uh, it's in great hands. And I think that as a show, that it's it's probably it's it's going to be its best incarnation in a way. I think that they will use those actors. And I, and I think because even though Crisis sucked, when you really think about it, the CW Crisis, um, they yeah. kind of handled it shittily. People watched it. You know, it got a ton of viewers. And overall, online, it's rated positively. So I think that uh, people still really like Legends of Tomorrow. And they love Matt Ryan's Constantine. And then we have, like you said, that Swamp Thing show. Well, you know, maybe someday we'll find out what actually happened. But I think they still push it. Like when you get the DC Universe newsletters, they still talk about, hey, watch this show. Check it out. Learn more about Swamp Thing. They still have the comics on there. So and, you know, I've talked about it since 
the announcement of HBO Max that DC Universe is going to go away and, and probably get absorbed in it. So I, I think they will, honestly. And I think also, at least for Matt Ryan, it doesn't seem like he doesn't want to be Constantine. I think he loves being that role. So let's let's just do it. You know what I mean? Like he was already he's been there for a while. Exactly. And it, the funny thing about that character is like we have these two different versions. The one from the NBC show is somewhat different than the way he plays it on Legends or the way they write it. So, I mean, there's no reason why. And they even had him start to have like cigarettes where he's not so smoking them, but he has them. And so they play that off. So you could actually do that in this show, I'm sure, on HBO Max. And why not resurrect the Swamp Thing almost? It's very organic. You know, it's like, hey, you have this first season. It makes more sense now that that season exists if he's showing up in Justice League Dark. Correct. And then, then it's not it so much of a longer. waste. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They can definitely kind of like, it's a good cleanup. Yep. So let's, uh, you know, we'll stay tuned and keep on that one. And finally, with the DC Universe, Harley Quinn Season 1 is coming out uh, June 2nd on uh, DVD and everything for... You non-DC Universe people to pick it up. Um, did you finish it? I think it's super funny. Yeah, I love season one. I I have not started season two yet. Yeah, you know, we live in the time of too much consumer and TV, so I understand. <laughs> so get that. Uh, all right, so Star Wars news. Um, this was interesting, just because you don't expect a lot of news to be coming out now, but we do a whole show on it. Uh <laughs> So I guess it does. On Disney Plus, there's rumored to be a female-centric Star Wars show in development. Um, this is going to be from the co-creator of that show, Russian Doll, uh, that was over on Netflix, um, which people loved. So, um, and that got really good reviews. So that showrunner or co-creator is going to come over and do this show. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? It's, I think it's, it's not surprising. Um, just kind of thinking about what it could be with the way they mentioned it's going to be kind of taking place in different times uh, from what I've read. But I mean, it's, there's no, no official announcement about Rosario Dawson yet. Um, but once there is, I'm sure that we'll find out what that contract really involves. Um, so it could be anything. It could be an Ahsoka show. It could be, I've, you know, I've seen rumors, we've been hearing rumors of a Dr. Afra show. So, um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm excited to hear what it's going to be about. And uh, I'm glad that, that they're moving forward and, and, and looking to the future, you know, at this point. Yeah. I didn't, sorry. I wanted to get the name. I couldn't figure it out. Leslie Headland um, was that, was that co-creator. Hey, if it's Dr. Afra, count me in. You know, to me, that seems like, again, they, they don't want to go too far. Disney has still wanted to be safe. And though Dr. Aphra right now is only known in the comics, um, it would be cool to see that transition. Uh, though the time period for her is going to be during the original trilogy. And, you know, when you do that, there's only so far you can go. It depends. I mean, if you're telling the stories in the comics at that point, what happens to her after the Civil War? You know, so there are options to talk about, like, all right, we're going to do this Dr. Aphra show post-Return of the Jedi. Which would be great. They haven't really said she's 
Yeah. So we don't know what her fate is in the Star Wars universe, which is great because, you know, that's the thing about weight and storytelling. But they could also do like flashbacks to to that time and, and not have to like get bogged down by, right. by canon as much. Right. True. True. Um, well, yeah. So then, uh, hey, whatever, or, like I said, whatever they want to bring. Or because she's an archaeologist. I mean, it's like, oh, we're going to tell a story about what happened 200 years ago. And they do like bits and pieces from different, you know, different lore. And they they go deep into that kind of stuff if they wanted to. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of cool ideas if you do Dr. Afro because it's, it, it is such a, it's a character that isn't a Jedi, isn't a rebel. You know, it's just like she's, I liked her because she was a very, new character for what they were you know trying to achieve at that point yeah i i like her quite a bit um obviously and her murder droids um and then uh we in cassian or sorry sorry mandalorian first there's a documentary an apark documentary coming on the making of the show that's going to start on may the 4th um obviously count me in i love that show so much i listen to the soundtrack constantly even now uh, my backgrounds and my computer are related to it very pumped so to watch the how they i want to see everything how did you guys come up with it how did john favreau pitch this because he pitched it i'm sure asking dave filoni was easy but then some of those choices like bringing in the dark saber etc like i want to see it all so i'm very excited to see uh this documentary coming Heck yeah. I mean, each of those, I mean, the whole, the whole eight part show was, was a big budget. It had so much in it, opened up a lot of lore and it's just, it's one of the best Star Wars things we've seen in, in, in all of Star Wars. So to see the behind the scenes for each episode, when you have these people, like these directors involved that are very well known and, and, and just, I want to see how they treated it and, and what their experience and what they had to bring to it being Star Wars fans. You know, it's just now we're in, we're in the true time of basically like they're, they are everything that's now is basically a fan film, but you're getting it from these, these, it's, it's an organized fan film, dumb, you know? <laughs> so all these people that grew up and were inspired by Star Wars are now creating Star Wars and it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Very, very much excited about it um speaking of things to be excited about continuing on disney plus the cassie and andor show uh we got some news there tony gilroy um who helped finish up rogue one he's going to be stepping in as the series showrunner and replacing Stephen schiff um that's huge tony gilroy is one of those um script doctors uh for hollywood so if somebody has a kind of script he comes in and helps him out um which from what i've read as far as rogue one there was some big issues with that finale um that gareth edwards was struggling in and tony gilroy came and helped him out with that um so uh what what, what do you think of this i don't know um you know stephen schiff did the american so it's kind of on board with that uh somebody who'd done a spy show uh and Especially such a such a popular one, so I don't I don't know I how, I don't know how much shift had actually worked on you know casting before departing what the real story behind that is but uh, yeah bringing in the guy that you know helped create 
really great, you know, finish up a really great Star Wars movie, a uh, new time Star Wars movie, and have these characters in it. So it's, he's not, it's not like he's unfamiliar with, uh, with how that works, how that, how that character and those, everybody plays off him. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm actually really excited for this show. I want to see a spy show in space in the Star Wars universe. In space. Uh, does it worry you that yet another uh, showrunner has been replaced <laughs> by Disney? Not really. I mean, we live in okay. a time where everything is getting shifted, you know? So it's like, if it's, if it's shifted and you have another offer on the table that you can get right to work on or whatever, you know, I just, I, we, I don't know the situation. So it doesn't make me nervous because I feel at this point, Disney is going to, is, is very omnipresent of what's happening and what they're putting out for star Wars. And they really are conscious that they have to make up some, um, ground on some of their mistakes so you know it's just we'll see what happens and if it's one season it's one season <laughs> right well tony gilroy is a good choice to at least yeah. get thrown in there so that's good um also in casting news we've got casting for skellen stellan skarsgård and kyle solar um and then genevieve o'reilly will return as mon mothma uh, Stellan Skarsgård is already in the Marvel family, the Disney family, you know, doing the Thor movie. So that one doesn't surprise me too much. Um, and then, I, you know, I don't really know Kyle Soler's work, but Genevieve O'Reilly coming back as Mon Mothma, which she did in Rogue One, uh, is great. So that I'm excited about. Absolutely. And then uh, we have Clone Wars, kind of talked about. That's also coming out on May the 4th uh, for Star Wars Day, the season or series finale, I guess, uh, that is done. Um, I know you're not caught up yet, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but I am, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's actually my goal today. Uh, so I've been, I just like to binge like three, four of them and just have a great time so i'm I'm pumped i can't wait uh for the finale uh so and this and to see how it all ties into the prequel trilogy i've heard it's been doing some good things for the prequels yep these last two episodes have been two of the greatest episodes of star wars <laughs> definitely this last one i i well you know i called you anyways uh mandalorian season <laughs> three is in the works um, and that's a no brainer. I don't, you know, it's not even a news story. It, of course. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to comic news. Uh, this was interesting this week. Diamond has set mid May as a tentative return to distribution. We talked about it, um, a couple of weeks ago, how diamond stopped, uh, saying that they're going to, you know, uh, ship comics um so then this this story goes with the next story which is that dc then decided to go in and look for an alternative shipping solution which they found and actually this week this upcoming week is their first time so so the idea would be dc's gonna ship to these stores 
and then the stores can do curbside pickup or drop off or whatever they decide to do um, within social distancing, depending on your state, wherever you guys are listening to this out in the galaxy. Um, so DC's taken that route. Uh, and now, you know, I'm sure the others are going to start following suit. And I kind of feel like that was a pressure call for Diamond to, to make this move. What do you think? I absolutely agree with that, uh, and we've we've discussed this uh, in previous episodes where this is the time to get underneath from under that that monopoly. Uh, if companies can provide their own shipping distribution and start to really look into that, more power to them, because that's the biggest complaint that most you know comic shops have. Like we've said, like Diamond is is a is oppressive and right. what they expect and. The big two are oppressive. So the big two need to kind of be like, all right, if we can do this on our own, maybe the relationship with comic book companies would be better. I, I don't know. But these indie companies would benefit, I think, as well, if they can get that supply chain going. Right. And this has been mixed uh, news, you know, with retailers, because um, some of them are really happy about it and getting those comics. Some of them are worried about the virus and infecting their customers or if customers are even going to show up. And then it's kind of like, well, this, you know, maybe this shop did get them and the other shop is afraid to do it. And then almost a pressure there, too. So it's it's getting mixed reactions. And maybe that's why some of the other guys have not done this. Marvel hasn't said anything. Image hasn't said anything yet. It's just been DC. So. It's a it's a real tricky uh, situation that everyone's in. Though I'll go back to what Todd McFarlane says. I wish it would have been one plan instead of DC going off on their own. Yeah, it would have been nice to see more of a united front. Uh, but that's you know that's the big complaint about the big two and why companies like Image started up. So we'll see. That's true. Uh, well, let's go over to some good news. Hero, Hero Initiative is auctioning off uh, question and answers to raise money for comic creators. So this is a real cool idea. So um, what what the company basically does is comic book creators who might be in medical or financial need, their whole charity is giving money to those people. Um, and... This particular initiative thing is going to be uh, different creators like Dave Gibbons, Scott Snyder, Mark Wade, Ryan Azzarello, Cliff Chang. I mean, big guys. You can go and pay to do a, Q- a Q&A with them, a private Q&A with them. Um, and with that money, they'll go and send it off to these creators in need. So um, this is a super crazy opportunity. Like Scott Snyder's is 40 Minutes. Um, it's limited to five pa- uh, fans where they can ask about anything, you know, what like what's it like to write Batman or comic books in general, whatever. Like so I the prices vary um, based off of the creator. Um, Scott Snyder's on the more expensive side. I know he was like two hundred dollars, but like Dave Gibbons, nothing to not write home about, you know, Watchmen, uh, Secret Service, etc. He's, you know, $125. So, depends on who you're into and if you find it beneficial or not. Um, but I think it's 
awesome. Didn't even hear about this uh, company until this week when we were coming up with today's show. Um, and I thought that was a really cool idea. I'm going to leave the link in for this one if you guys are interested. Yeah, it's it's amazing what's going on right now. Um, I mean, even outside of this, if you're an initiative thing where just artists are, are creating original pieces, uh, auctioning them off, giving the money proceeds to local comic book shops. So, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things happening out there to to make sure that these small businesses make it through. To, you know, whatever's going to happen. That's it. And then finally, um, recently Valiant uh, moved up to two new editors who happen to both be female. I wouldn't normally say that as a talking point, but it is unique, especially in the comic book realm, which it's mostly a boys club. Um, so we got two female uh, co-editors and they just kind of talked about the future of Valiant. Um, they're both very excited for what's to come um they're all working through this right now remotely um but they've got new comic books in the works including you know colin bunn's got shadow man that's coming out um ninjack is coming back finally we've got that savage book which is coming out soon so you know we're obviously huge valiant fans over on our end and um did we talk about how valiant versus the or sorry ninjack versus the valiant universe came out did we mention we, that? We might have briefly mentioned that it's that it's out there now. Um, okay. A couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I remember at least. I know we about talked it. about it. I just couldn't remember if we told these guys. But anyway, so Valiant is doing some good stuff. Um, and you know, it's an exciting future that they do place on uh, their comic books, and and that's always a focus of theirs, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that new ninja. Oh, yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> so let's uh, get into some commercials and we will be back soon. DFET Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and fairy and many more dfat comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader join the new source of comic book entertainment with dfat comics from the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you we're don't forget a towel.com your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We're back after those sexy-ass commercials, and we're going to get into some TV news. Uh, Creep Show Season 1 is going to air on AMT. So that was a Shudder exclusive, um, but because Greg Nicotero is so entrenched over at AMC with The Walking Dead... He worked out some deal um, as the showrunner of Creepshow, uh, along with Joe Hill, um, to get that over there. Um, so that's airing soon. Soon. Cool. That's good stuff. I, I'd like to hear that that show is getting a little more widespread distribution. Yeah, and I th- they need it. <laughs> Shutter needs. Shutter's great, honestly. 
as far as the service goes for horror people, it's really good. Um, can you find some of the movies and other, you know, all the streaming services? Yes, you can. Honestly, you can. But the problem with the other streaming services um, is that they don't focus on horror. So they focus on their own exclusives first. Whereas Shudder does have their own exclusives, which is good, but everything's horror related. And I think that's what it, I mean, it's very niche, obviously it's, it's only going after horror fans. Um, but I think that they do a good job over there. They're super cheap. I think it's like $5 a month or something to get it. Um, so it's well worth, worth, uh, trying it out at least. Um, speaking of more streaming services though, HBO Max, uh, which we talked about earlier uh, with the the JJ thing, Bad Robot thing, is now got a release date, which is in a month from now on um, May 27th. The price point's going to be $15 a month, which is the highest price point of Netflix. So that was a little bit shocking, in my opinion. What are you going to say? Because HBO costs 15 so yeah, I, I got you. Well, that's the thing is like if you if you're already an HBO member, like straight through HBO, not like I signed up for HBO and Amazon stuff, you get grandfathered into this anyhow. So you're going to get your normally like all of it's going to be that price. So this is going to replace. It's not like I got to pay an extra fifteen dollars on top of my HBO. now. It's just going to be that's what HBO is going to be. No more HBO now or whatever it is, you know, HBO go. Yeah. Go is different. Go is if you pay for like the cable channel, that's Go. Now is just it basically is this, but now HBO Max is going to be ten times better for the same right. price. All right. right, thanks. It's great. I guess what I'm getting at, and I 100% agree with that, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. I was surprised it wasn't cheaper. I guess the hard part is saying, you know, you're already paying fifteen dollars. Oh, actually, it's going to be ten dollars. You know what I mean? Like they would have to go and, and mess with it. So I get why. I'm just thinking about the Disney Plus thing where it kind of came in at like, I don't know how much it is, seven dollars, and then of course they'll incrementally uh, increase it. Disney Plus will be up up there in a couple. Oh, of it years. will. It will. Yeah. Not for, for sure. us. <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm at that 350 a month. Very happy with it. Um, and then amongst uh, some of the shows that were announced, uh, we have Perry Mason reboot coming, uh, which is uh, HBO, HBO. I guess we'll just say HBO Max from now on because that's what it's really going to be. So I might as well just say it. Um, this show looks cool. I used to watch the Perry Mason show <laughs> back in the day, but this looks like way more uh noir and they use one of my favorite radiohead songs in it too as the trailer music which i thought was cool um did you watch this trailer i didn't i didn't i have to take some time to do that yeah it's just uh you know if you like that detective stuff and they changed it because like the perry mason show took place in the 60s or 70s um and this is more the 30s Hollywood, I think, or 20s Hollywood. So, I mean, straight up L.A. Noir. That's what it is. That's what this trailer is. Awesome. I didn't know it was going to be like that. Yes, yes, uh, which is cool. And then uh, we've got a couple of shows uh, still along with that Bad Robot deal. So they really are making J.J. get to work. 
We have the Shining uh, show, which is going to be called The Overlook, uh, which is sounds crazy. So this is going to be iconic characters from Stephen King's uh, masterpiece, and it's going to be the terrifying stories of that hotel. Um, as you know, Abrams has produced Castle Rock for Hulu with King, so you know this is probably going to be a little bit more Stephen King you know, centric. He'll probably have his ear a little bit more as opposed to Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King, who did not get along. <laughs> and Stephen King hates the shining. Um, well, what do you think of that one? Before I talk about the other show? Uh, I'll take anything Stephen King related, man, especially like you said, when JJ is working on it. Uh, so I still got to watch Castle Rock. I don't really care about the first season. We tried watching it, and I didn't really care. But I've heard season two is a lot better from cool. almost everybody. Um, and then another series is called Duster. Uh, what this is is it takes place in the 70s, Southwest, a life of a gutsy getaway driver for a growing crime syndicate where things get bad. This is actually co-written by J.J. Abrams and Latoya Morgan, who uh, currently works on walking dead but has done things for into the badlands as well it's shameless so it's got a lot of good shows under her belt um and it's an original series not based off of anything which is cool that sounds great more content i that's the other thing i don't know what is coming to hbo max other than perry mason like straight out the gate you know as far as original series goes Right. I mean, there's been talk, like, what happened with that Gremlins animated show? There's right. a lot of talk about right. what was going to be. Right? So what is, um, there needs to be, like, almost like a PR, like, this is what's going to be available day one. We're going to month out. Right. There's a lot of speculation still. So maybe we'll get that in the next week or so. You'd think we'd get it, like, there should be, like, a trailer, you know? Like, the Peacock already has a trailer. The NBC service. We didn't even talk about this. The NBC service dropped and they showed trailers for Punky Brewster, Say by the Bell, and um, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember. Another show reboot. But, you know, at least we know, hey, these shows are coming when they come out, which that Peacock drops uh, later this summer or fall, depending on coronavirus. Yeah, the only the only thing I've seen is, is like a banner of like like of all the like just all these different characters like DZ characters and other Warner Brother characters on there. Um, I guess I guess we can oh. say that uh, the uh, the Looney Tunes reboot is going to be part of it, right? Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me back that up. They did they did show a couple things that are coming. I'm so stupid. I totally forgot about this. That Boondocks is coming, which we talked about. A couple other animated shows are coming. Um, we did get that Mindy Kaling College Girl show. So actually, I'm totally wrong with this. Like DC Superhero High, like Elizabeth Banks has like a half hour comedy show. Dune Sisterhood, we've talked about, which is coming out for that. That Genlock season two is moving from Adult Swim over to this. Uh, wow. We've got a new Grease. Um, like it takes place in the 50s is a new uh, thing for that. The Green Lantern show 
will come over for that. Um, shit. <laughs> so sorry. There's a so what's coming out that one day one. I'm not entirely sure, but there are a lot of shows coming that's, out. Right. No, that's the point, though. I mean, we've been discussing HBO Max for months, but I I'm still looking at like I'm trying to find something, but there's not a whole lot of information either. So who? Um, nonetheless, it'll still be HBO. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. So, you want to take on this next piece of news? Yeah, man. Uh, so, growing up, the, uh, I think everybody played Myth mostly. So, that's an interesting concept that it's, it's being adapted for TV. Uh, so, X-Men First Class writer... Um, sorry, I lost the name here. Um, it's Ashley Edward Miller. Ashley Edward Miller will be adapting this classic game. So, I... I don't know how I actually feel about this because how many times, when's the last time that uh, people played Mist or knew what it was? 2002? <laughs> yeah. So Mist was the best selling PC game of all time until 2002. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't say anything until I see something or at least a synopsis um, because right now i couldn't tell you what like how the the game ended so i can't say like oh this is this would make a good show right now i'm just thinking about exploring that place and doing puzzles and that to me doesn't sound like something i'd want to watch <laughs> i mean how many other characters are in the show none <laughs> i right. mean in the game All right like you holograms i think i don't know Damn. we'll see we'll find out who knows uh, and last up, TV news. We got a little uh, Apple streaming news, but the uh, Fraggle Rock Rock On mini so episodes are now available to watch. Yeah, that thing cool about that is that the Jim Henson Company, um, the whole series shot it entirely on iPhone, and um, some of it shot like during this, during the coronavirus, like in their houses and stuff. So like with the puppeteers, which I thought was pretty cool. So there are many episodes. They're not full episodes, but, um, you know, so they, they might be like six minutes long or whatever. But if you remember Fraggle Rock from when you were a kid in the 80s, like we were, uh, it is out and it is rocking on. <laughs> Still rocking. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's um, let's move over to movie news. Uh, what is this news about AMC theaters? So AMC theaters was already in debt going into this year, um, and they are likely not to get out of it this year. So mm-hmm. they owe some disgusting amount of money. I want to say billions of dollars. And you know, a lot of places did get a bailout um, or are getting a bailout. And the but like they, they walked in five billion at the end of 2019, <laughs> and losses totaling 149 billion. So they're not gonna make it. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they could do to get out of that because this is this uh, this whole year. You know, as we're gonna talk about the rest of the movies that are rumored or coming out, like everything's getting pushed back or some places are getting, some things are getting canceled completely. So I can't imagine a a struggling movie theater getting any more worse than this year. 
no, it's 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 really sad, actually. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, if you were five billion in debt after 2019, which is, I think, the biggest year of the blockbuster of movies ever. You know, you had Endgame, you had Frozen Two, you had all the other Disney things, Lion King, and and you went into debt then. <laughs> well, I'm a Joker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, then you ain't gonna do anything in 2020. Because this wasn't no. even a big year. I mean, Black Widow wasn't going to make you that money. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. All of it. Um, yeah, yeah it's... no Star Wars. You know, like, what else do you have in 2020 that's huge? Other than Wonder Woman. Eternals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bad Boys 2 is the highest grossing movie of 2020 this year. It's insane. It's insane. It's a great we movie. We're supposed to have a James Bond movie. We're supposed to have a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Like Mulan. I mean, there was other big movies, but still, none. You know, you could probably take Endgame and all those movies would total that. <laughs> well, you know what that. You know what the problem is. It really begs the question: Are movie theaters getting getting screwed because if they rely on a lot of concessions and stuff, or people are not going to spend the money on that? Because they have to budget or whatever. I mean, where are they making their money at the end of the day? You know, so I don't, I don't know. Well, they get a portion of the gross typically. Yeah, apparently not enough. No, it's a small portion. It might be one or two percent, and then they get they can mark up whatever they want to mark up for the. Um, well, they can mark up whatever they want to for the price of the tickets, and then they can mark up whatever they want for the cost of concessions. So. Uh, I, you know, it depends because like, uh, what's it? Alamo is on the thrive and they don't even rely on the big budget movies. You know, they rely on weird shit, you know, and then they do a bunch of free stuff. So I think it's just AMC theater, Cinemark, like some of these other guys have not adapted in this market. Whereas Alamo has, um, they were already a weird ass theater and, these other theaters just all they did was raise prices. <laughs> they didn't make things much better in a lot of ways. They just raised prices. I mean, when you're selling booze and you got that that profit margin on that alone, that's what keeps most restaurants alive. So if you have that aspect and you're not doing that, you know, saying like Western New York, that's a big difference, you know. Yeah, some AMCs have, but not all of them. Not enough of them, clearly. Um, well, anyways, what's next? All right. So um, somehow Uncharted is, is the movie is coming out of some. So we've actually been bumped up from October 8, 21 to July 16th, 2021. So I, 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 this, none of this makes any sense to me anymore. <laughs> no, I, they're, they're filling up that, they're, they're taking over that Spider-Man 3 slot is what happened. Um, since Spider-Man got bumped, Sony was like, let's move this movie up, even though they probably haven't even started anything on it. So we'll see what happens. Correct. I I don't believe it, but whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This movie's been in the works for years. Maybe by the time it comes out, Tom Holland will be like in his 30s, and it'll be actually makes sense. Next up, uh, so Disney is deciding that their upcoming Artemis Fowl 
uh, movie is going to be going directly to Disney Plus. Uh, so that's that's another you know sign of the times. What movies do you move into the streaming service versus say like Black Widow? or Wonder Woman, where they want people to go to theaters to make that money back. They need them to. I mean, there's a bunch of movies on the slate right now that need, they just can't, like, what are you going to do? Uh, so I guess they're cutting their losses here. Yeah, no one liked the trailer for this. Nobody was excited for this movie. Um, so th- this one actually made sense to me that they did it, because I think it was probably going to make no money and if they kept spending money on an advertising budget it would have inflated it already so this one actually they'll probably break even (laughs) i mean this is going disney plus directly but also to vod so that'll be interesting to see i mean it's kind of like onward was different too i mean onward was put out for rental and 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 to be bought for a couple weeks and there was put to Disney Plus. This is going directly. Yeah, so, so they just have no faith in it. No. But no. everyone should watch Onward because it's fantastic. <laughs> oh my. All right, next up, uh, little news from Kevin Smith World uh, Mallrats 2 Twilight of the Mallrats. Uh, Bruce Campbell has joined the cast. Which is great. Um, yeah. Was he yeah. the original? No, he's not. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to remember if he was or not. But no, he hasn't been in any Kevin Smith movie. Um, but I saw that Kevin Smith finished the script too. He he tweeted that out the other day. So um, I didn't even know this was in the works. I thought Clerks three, but maybe he scrapped it. I don't know. So I'm excited that we're even getting another Mallrats, because that's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like um, after the Jane Silent Bob reboot, which I need to watch because it's on Amazon Prime right now, um, you know, is he going back and just doing it all again? You know, um, I mean, maybe Clerks 3 has to be in the works, so I just getting super motivated and, and work again to view his few world again, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, that's I that's how I got into Kevin Smith with Mallrats. I love Mallrats, always will, and I'll watch a sequel. Yeah, it's um, why is he going back to the well? I don't know. Maybe because he wants money. I I don't know. It's not like he's hurting. You know, he's got Netflix deals, CW deals, DC Universe deals. So, uh, it's it's interesting. But um, yeah, like you said, we'll be there. We'll check it out. Wasn't like. Wasn't there some kind of crazy thing that happened with the James Dunn and Bob reboot where, I mean, it was so limited, but it still made a lot of money? Yeah, we, we posted that. Um, because of the amount of theaters it was released to, it's like one of the most profitable movies of all time or made the most money like in theaters because of that. So it was like shown more times in a theater than like some like Endgame was just because like yeah. it was only in like three theaters as opposed to Endgame being in like 3000. So it was just something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Weird, weird stat where they kind of like manipulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 
Thing is going to VOD, uh, the upcoming movie Scoob. Uh, I guess kind of called a reimagining, uh, and the kind of the big Hanna Barbera, right? Um, shared universe movie. Um, yeah, so this is going straight to VOD. It's an animated feature, and I, you know, we I just actually shared the toys with you are out on shelves if, if anybody's going to the store still, but. There was like yeah. two packs with like classic Hanna Barbera characters, like um, who was Captain, Caveman, Captain Caveman was there? In there? Yeah, yeah. And one of the villains from another one. It was just it'll be interesting. I really want to see this movie because they had, they've been talking about a shared universe for so long. It always was kind of like that, and with with that concept being so popular these days, I'd like to see these characters get the treatment. As big fan of of that of of all those shows from the past. Yeah, this will be probably one of those things where, because of the timing with uh, with HBO, that they could probably release it, make the money off of it on demand, and then put it out on the streaming service in a month or two, you know, as part of that. Um, I Yeah, you know, I'm, I've always been a big Scooby-Doo fan. Uh, we just did an episode um, with those other guys that will come out of Best Animated Shows. And Scooby Doo, you know, kind of was on everyone's list just because it's it's timeless. So can't wait. Truly. Um, last up, movie news: uh, The Saint is getting rebooted, and Chris Pine has joined the cast. So whatever, no nineties <laughs> Elizabeth too. So that's all I gotta say. I agree. I don't care. Uh, My heart. It's- my heart is in the 90s and 80s with Elizabeth Shue. Well, she was in The Boys. Um, but yeah. Well, I know. I know. And I'm sure she's in Cobra Kai Season 3 whenever we get that. I know. There's way too much speculation about when that's coming. That needs that needs news now. Yeah, I know. No better time than now to be watching some Cobra Kai. Yeah, so our thoughts on our, uh, The Saint are go watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we talked about this thing. All right, <laughs> jumping over to a, a little bit of a sub segment here. Uh, there, there's, it's been kind of interesting with quarantine and kind of different things that uh, companies have been putting out. So there's been a lot of Broadway and musicals being put online, um, like Shakespeare Theater. Uh, I found something the other day where it was like um, Benedict Cumberbatch's. Frankenstein is now online. You can watch that. Um, but um, every every Friday, um, there's been an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical on um, past four weeks now. It's been like Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Code or whatever. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Fans from the Operas last week. And then this week was Love Never Dies, which is the very unknown sequel to Fans from the Opera. Um, so these, these have been on... Um, not live, but, you know, live from the stage, filmed live when it was on at that point. Um, so it's cool to see these productions in that light. And so you could watch them for about 48 hours uh, for free. Uh, so that's that's cool. Um, but also, as I've, been, as I've been searching this stuff, this this new streaming service is popping up as like, a, like an advertisement all the time. So I've been seeing it as Broadway on Demand. Um, which is launching in May, and so you'll be able to watch all these performances for I think it's 
it's under ten bucks a month. Yeah, I mean, you can't replace Broadway. That's a fact. Um, and a live musical, you know, I can I can watch um, the movie adaptation of a musical like Hairspray, and I and I love it. But I'd much rather see Hairspray the musical live. Um, obviously, in the time that we live in. This will be my next best bet. Um, and just real quick, that Danny Boyle, it, sorry, the Frankenstein is Danny Boyle's. So it's from 2011. Is it? Where, yeah, yeah. So Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller, they are both Frankenstein and the monster. They like switch roles like midway through, I want to say. And so obviously Danny Boyle directed Johnny Lee Miller and, um, train spotting and, and its sequel so he's been good with that guy but i thought it's funny too they're both uh sherlock's as well so <laughs> i just thought it's like I'm, I'm excited i remember seeing the trailer for this years ago um and being like oh man this would have been really cool if i was in london to see this so that premieres on um on the 30th of april so and it's gonna be on youtube so it's gonna be free uh forever so that one i will actually like sit down and watch I'm, I'm excited for it yeah I mean, we watched we watched phantom last week it was awesome um that sequel not so much <laughs> I, there's a sequel to phantom I, uh, of the opera i learned that not too long ago and i oh. still never watched it until oh. partially today and then made practice. so oh, it's weird okay very weird well, let's move on from that that's disgusting <laughs> all right um gaming news uh jumping a little video games here a lot of rumors about um a new switch into uh just with the new consoles coming we knew there's a new xbox new ps5s coming um so there's been a lot of speculation about will we get like an h i don't want to say hd i don't know a, a, a switch pro if i if, if i may uh and now there's like this thing out there where there's there's specs uh that are not you know not solid news but uh they're talking about higher resolution a dual screen uh and some other things that would be cool uh i will say that the switch is probably one of my favorite consoles of all time i just don't know at what point i would upgrade it you know yeah i I don't know. You know, it's hard to even get a Switch right now. Then they just put out that new Switch with the new software. <laughs> so, or uh, hardware, rather. Sorry, firmware. Um, until it gets announced, and then is there a price point? Are the graphics different? Is it really worth it? I doubt it. If I'm going to spend my money, it's probably going to be on a PS5 as a new console. I'm very happy with my Switch that I have right now. It would have to... They'd have to do something crazy to make it worth it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why why are you talking about this now instead of a year down the road after those consoles came out and have kind of worked their way through, then come out with a new Switch where people want to spend money, you know? So, I don't know. Um, I will say that if a new Switch came out in the next two years, I would consider it maybe at that point, but yeah. Other than oh, that, for sure, we'll see where that. Yeah, for sure. Um, next 
we did drop some news about that, you know, Star Wars Pod Racer would be coming out. Uh, yes. For uh, the solid date is May 12th now. So get ready to go back <laughs> to Tatooine and, uh, and drive some Pod Racers. I remember that. Those times very well. So um, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I it depends on the price. I don't want to spend a ton of money on these old games, but I do remember that game fondly. So it was fun. It is a lot of fun. I I think I actually have it for PlayStation. Or I think you probably have it for, for PC something. for that whole pack oh, yeah. you got. Every Star Wars game under the twin suns. Um, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, one game that we're really anticipating uh, is Cyberpunk 2077, and that is that is back to September, which I'm fine with uh, at this point. So that's on its way. But also on its way for Microsoft, there will be a limited edition Xbox One X coming out. Uh, that will that is styled in the theme of Cyberpunk 2077. Includes details that glow in the dark, laser etchings a blue LED light at the front and custom panel. And so the, they've also created a custom controller uh, that that will be available in June. Well, the, uh, this, this, uh, the Xbox will uh, also come out in June. This says three months ahead of the game's release. So that's kind of weird, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So they probably had it ready for the original launch. And then they're like, oh, we're going to push it back. And then Xbox is like, well, we got to do something with this. So let's get it out halfway into it. <laughs> yeah. So. I'd, you know, it's cool. <laughs> I wish we could actually, you know, get it for a good system. But, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. There's no need for me to upgrade my my console. Just no, no, no. Feel no. punk plugger you know so whatever um but speaking of uh ps5 launch um there have been a lot of kind of rumors about games that we love from a new batman game to another spider-man game so when do these games hit um are they going to be you know around the time that the console launches who knows but there are more and more uh i guess hints that will be getting of course we'll be getting a spider-man 2 game but when will it be? Uh, but there have been some leaks out there that are saying that this may be sooner than later. Uh, so we will see in the near future what's going to be part of that launch schedule and hopefully it's Spider-Man 2. Did you, did you read any of this? About what it's, what it's about? Yeah. Of like Oscor and like getting the black suit and fighting Miles and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah I just hey, that game was incredible. I would be a little shocked to see. I mean, I think it was two years ago, so I'd be a little shocked if it came out so soon. I feel like that's kind of fast in video game world, unless you're a Call of Duty or something, but um, or a Madden. Uh, but for the quality that you got in that game, I don't want it rushed. I can wait. Whatever date you want to tell me, don't just don't rush it. Yeah, and like I, I, you know, where they say you're like meteor side missions, like really, really deck it out this time. I, I love the first one. 
Um, could it be a little bit more aligned with like how they got to the Batman game, like Arkham City? Uh, of course. So, you know, they can only improve and take like fan suggestions. I mean, I love this idea of like a race against the human torch, you know, so we're bringing in more characters. So we'll see. Uh, like you said, I'd, I'd rather have them do an awesome job than, than rush it for uh, PS5 release. Yeah, if they brought in, um, if they did like the Arkham route, if they brought in more heroes would be pretty cool. Like how they got Catwoman in Arkham City, and then you got Robin in Arkham Knight. That would be really cool if you got Fantastic Four or something that you can go, oh, well, then let's just spin off of it. Um, one thing, so, yeah, Insomniac, you know, they make, to me, some of the best games of those Ratchet and Clank games. So I, I've got faith in them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and last up on gaming news, little tabletop action. Uh, there's a They Live, the John Carpenter film, uh, based on that. Uh, a Kickstarter going on right now. And that it's a pretty cool looking game uh, to the point where you can get the glasses uh, that, that help like reveal the, the secret messages and aliens and all that stuff. So very, very, uh, very cool. Very, um, I would say, uh, faithful to the John Carpenter movie and something that I would definitely check out. I think it's like, I think the basic games like 50 to 60 bucks or something like that. It was on the um, more, or sorry, the less expensive side of things when it comes to these games. Usually these things are like 79 to 99 dollars. This was under 60, I want to say. And yeah. you still get a ton of cool stuff um, for helping the Kickstarter out. So worth looking at, for sure. Especially if you're a They Live fan. Heck so yeah. What time is it? It's time for the Pursuit of Plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts. Uh, let's get into some toy news. Uh, first up, Lanyard. Uh, we've been talking about Lanyard a few times in the past here. They just did those those alien toys uh, for the Walmart exclusives. Well, now they're they're dipping into another classic movie franchise that's going to get a you know relaunch this year this year or soon I guess I don't know when. Uh, but Top Gun uh, Maverick is due out sometime when movie theaters reopen, and so uh, Lanyard is getting into Top Gun toys. Uh, so. There are some on shelves right now, including the full throttle set, which is two jet fighters and with two pilots. Uh, very much, you know, uh, not really super articulated, nothing like like uh, detail or anything like just just toys for kids. And uh, why not? You know, this is kids love this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny. I'm looking at the forum on uh, this post that you have. And people are, some people are complaining about it and blah, blah, blah. And, and then there's a, b- a bunch more people saying, like, what's the point of complaining about a toy company? You know what I mean? Like, it's there's something for everybody. And if some of these big toy companies stop making these things, these are the toys you'd have to be playing with. And we're all adults here, so, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, one thing I didn't know until reading this forum is i didn't realize that these toys the lennar toys are compatible with gi joe um so you can buy a much cheaper and sometimes cool ass um vehicle that they make for nothing 
and swap in your Joe. So, you know, you and I were talking about those alien toys. I don't, you know, let me put snake eyes against the queen alien. I didn't realize that scale is the same. So <laughs> that's kind of cool that way. <laughs> and if you got really inventive, just paint them. That's really what looks like shit is their paint jobs. And yeah, their plastic is cheap. Obviously, that's why they can keep the prices low. But you know what I mean? Just if you're one of those diligent persons and you really care that much, paint them and make them look cooler. <laughs> um, so I thought that, that that's neat. You know, I don't know if there's going to be more Top Gun toys or if they're going to relate them to the Maverick movie whenever that actually comes out. But it's kind of a cool concept. And uh, again, if they match up with your Joe figures... Even better. That's that's kind of rad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, next up, Lego is dropping a new... Um, cl- basically, I guess it's like the ultimate build, right? It's the... I, I don't remember what that line is called, but it, they're the super expensive ones. And they're, they're more models instead of... They don't come with minifigs and stuff. Oh, I got it. The Ultimate Collector Series is what okay. it's called. Um, so... They're doing an A-Wing that's coming out. Uh, it's going to be available on May 1st, so, you know, right around the corner here. And so this is just this is just adding another... I guess I guess when they make some LEGO stuff, it's, it's not really always the most best-looking, I would say, for, for basic sets. But then you get into these more for adults, you know, people who want to spend the money, and they do some really nice stuff. So uh, this is the ship uh, with an A-Wing pilot. Uh, Price point is two hundred dollars, and it's how many pieces here? Sorry, probably fifty-four thousand. Yeah, almost seventeen hundred. So not a huge set. Not a huge, huge set. You know what's funny? Available May the first. You couldn't just push that back three days, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be available, and then at least it'll be in stock for May the fourth. I know. Yeah. I just so think that's... it's funny. Um, but I think they base all the release dates on the first of the month usually. Right. This is actually probably my favorite Star Wars ship, the A-Wing. Um, and I'm a big uh, Y-Wing fan. So yeah. I actually really want this. <laughs> it sucks that it's 200 bucks because, you know, I do actually really, really want this. But that's one of those things. It's just like with Hot Toys, it's once you pop, you can't stop. Then I'm going to want that $800 Millennium Falcon. And then I know they've got um, that Slave, Slave one. 1. They've got a couple other ones. They have an Imperial ship, too. I think maybe a maybe a TIE Fighter or Imperial TIE Fighter. Um, anyway, I want them all. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful sets. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Next up, uh, Super 7 has... And- Entertainment Earth have teamed up for an exclusive six-inch Toxic Crusader action figure. It glows in the dark. It's very much based on the, I think it's based on the cartoon series from yeah, from, Toxic from Crusaders, 90s. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, um, especially with you know our, our affiliate Entertainment Earth getting that exclusive. But I don't know what the market for tech, for Toxy is anymore. So. Well, it's already sold out. <laughs> It's already pretty really? sold out. Yeah, that figure. Dang. So pretty good. I so I watch Toxic Crusaders because I unfortunately watched Toxic Avenger way before I should have. Or fortunately, I don't know. But I you know, I was always a big trauma fan when I was a kid. And it 
it is curious how this series is real niche. You know, when I saw the reaction figures at uh, Toy Fair last year, I was shocked to see it because I was like, Toxic Crusader, what? Um, so six inch figure, it, I'm if I see it out in the wild, I'll probably get it. Yeah, I mean, if it's sold already, we'll be looking at cons and stuff for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's probably where it'll be. Unless they open it up to other uh, other stores, Entertainment Earth was the one stop. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's cool. It's sold out though. Um, yeah. uh, next up, a little a little reading for you guys out there. Uh, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book called Rad Plastic. I'm gonna put the link in there to the official site for it. Um, it's just kind of you know, chronicling the history of the Ninja Turtle toys, uh, you know, such a huge franchise for us growing up. Um, also for action figures in general, uh, they really set standards and 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 broke records and and all that. So it's it it is quite a story. Um, so if you want to check out that book, we'll put that link in there for you. Yeah, I want to I want to see this, you know, what it's all about. I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's thir- almost 30 years, I think. How long is it? I mean, it's been a very long time. <laughs> this is it was, so yeah, it's, thir- it's late 80s, late 80s when the show came on into the 90s. And then so the toys were right around then. So, it, yeah, we're we're at that 30 year mark. Definitely. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. They're getting to see those. Cool. Yep. And then uh, finally, uh, like you mentioned, hot toys, man, once you once you pop it can't stop it uh scout trooper and speeder bike set man um i always get kind of excited when i see these hot toy vehicles until the price tag comes out but you know i bought the i bought the darth maul with that speeder just to have it they did like palpatine with his chair so where they they can do these accessories to go with these 12 inch figures it's pretty amazing this this is something i'm just uh i want but i don't know if i'm gonna ever pull the trigger on something that big so We'll see. Um, it'll be an awesome display piece. And can I, so just real quick, it's from the Mandalorian. Yes. Um, which, so the suit is not the pristine OT one that you're used to. It's that muddy, you know, dirt one five years after the fall of the Empire, which is pretty cool. Um, and that price point's $455. And it does have the little Yoda. So if you want to recreate punching it in the face, um, you can do that. So you're, you're essentially getting a Jason Sudeikis figure wrapped inside of a <laughs> Scout Trooper's body. Um, yeah, this is like Scout Trooper's my favorite Stormtrooper. The speeder bike chase is my favorite, you know, chase scene. So, God damn it. Just don't release things out in the middle of a fucking pandemic, okay? Yeah, right. I, hey, you just stop. You just want you want a Mandalorian best car with Baby Yoda all together? I'm sure you do. Here, I oh, pre-ordered. Let's put this up. Yeah, I, I know. To. <laughs> gotta get in lockdown. Um, Granted, the, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. That? Well, I was just gonna say. It doesn't start charging you until, I think, December for the Beskar armor. So maybe this is the same. Um, maybe you don't actually start getting charged for it until next year. In which case, that's okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Mandal- 
but it doesn't start charging till next year. Does it? <laughs> I oh, you know so. what? You're right. You're right. So this one. Here. 2022. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't start charging until next year because it comes out between April and June. So the same time as the other one. You know what? It's only an extra $100 to get that bike compared to... Holy... Okay, well... Anywho, I've got things to work on. You do. (laughs) Also, also, let them know where they can find us. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget to towel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Um, You got your news, your views, interviews, and more on the website. You can also follow us on all social media as a DFA towel. Uh, We just... um, you know, we've got some things working on. It's coming up on season eight uh, for us, or phase eight, or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's been eight years <laughs> since we've had the website, and about five years since the podcast. So we've pretty crazy. Thank you guys for listening for that long. Yeah, I mean, it's I I would actually had this discussion not too long. It was like we went almost ten years doing this. If you round up a little bit, <laughs> so it's pretty uh, it's pretty impressive. Good job. Good job, us. Uh, (laughs) So this is Casey saying, go catch up on some comics. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.